WTC. Good evening and welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm Nabil Biagio in Washington, working on this program via remote. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Wednesday, December 21, 2022. A court in Juba sentenced a cleric to more than two years in prison for insulting President Salva Kiir. The way we look at it and the way we welcome it as a family, it is quite shallow. You cannot charge him of insulting the president. And the humanitarian community in South Sudan says it needs $1.7 billion to assist millions of people across the country. When you talk about numbers like 6.8 million uh, people, it, people maybe tend to forget that behind these enormous figures there are uh, individual tragic stories. We will have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. A special court in Juba has sentenced a religious leader to nearly three years in prison for insulting President Salva Kiir. A relative of the man who calls himself a prophet says the judgment was unfair. Manyang David Mayar has this report for VOA from Juba. Prophet Abraham Cholmaket of the Kush International Church will not be spending the Christmas Holy Week with his followers. On Tuesday, a special court sentenced the controversial cleric to two years and eight months in prison and a fine amounting to $800 for insulting the president. Ladjur Jal, the head of the prosecution team, says the three-judge panel found Prophet Chol guilty of breaching two sections of the South Sudan 2008 penal court. The court framed charges only two sections, section 76 and section 202. So the section 76 is only one year imprisonment. And section uh, 202 is only three years. So the court try, uh, convicted the accused and sentenced him uh, to pay fine 500,000. Uh, if he did not pay, he will spend three months in the jail. Chol was arrested in July 2021, a few days after he pronounced a prophecy from God in which he predicted President Kiir and First Vice President Riyad Mashar would not be in power after the Independence Day anniversary of 2021. That time has now passed and the two men are still in power. Relatives of the cleric and defense lawyers say the judgment made no sense. Philip Deng is a cousin to Abraham Chol. The way we look at it and the way we welcome it as a family, it is quite shallow. You cannot charge him of insulting the president while he was talking to his God, and his God gave him the message to deliver to the president, and you call it an insult. He did not call the president stupid. He did not call him a useless man. He did not call him anything. He said, exit. That's the message. And he said he got it from God. Defense lawyer Johnson Mayik says Joel's team will file an appeal. We are going to appeal this case to the higher court of appeal. Then um, we'll tell them that this U.S. judgment was not fair for a man of God like Abraham. Both Kir and his arch-rival Mashar have remained in power since 2006. Their dispute in 2013 resulted in a civil war that led to the death of hundreds of thousands of civilians and the displacement of millions others. A 2018 peace deal brought the warring parties together. Both sides have agreed to postpone elections to 2024. 
sitting in the front seat of a prison transport vehicle after yesterday's court session. Chol insisted the country needs fresh minds to move forward. I'm here now working for a change. New life will come for the country. And the young president is, is a major, major need for this time. We need a young president. Our president is doing his work, is tired. We need to rest and see since his arrest last year, Shola has remained behind bars in the Juba Central Prison. For VOA News, Amanyang David Mayor in Juba. A United Nations official says the 2023 Humanitarian Response Plan for South Sudan needs $1.7 billion to provide life-saving assistance and livelihood support to nearly 7 million vulnerable people. The acting UN humanitarian coordinator for South Sudan's conflicts, climate change and protracted displacements have all contributed to the $1.7 billion appeal. Deng Gaideng has this story for VOA Fombor. Peter Van Der Awarad is the acting UN humanitarian coordinator for South Sudan who announced the international appeal yesterday in Juba. The response plan itself focuses on uh, the most vulnerable amongst us and prioritizes also humanitarian services that are life-saving and without which uh, people would literally not be able to survive uh, in the coming year. And uh, it focuses on 6.8 million people and requires uh, 1.7 billion U.S. dollars uh, to reach those people. The United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, or UNOCHA, in South Sudan says 11 years after independence and four years after the signing of the peace deal, people in South Sudan continue to face deteriorating humanitarian conditions and their situation is exacerbated by the endemic violence, conflict and problems assessing the hardest hit areas. The UN agency says over two-thirds of South Sudan's population will need some form of humanitarian and protection assistance in 2023. Our ad says the humanitarian response plan focuses on the most vulnerable, including children, the elderly, and households headed by women. Um, the, the, the reasons why uh, there are such high levels of humanitarian needs uh, in South Sudan are multiple. First, of course, the impact of the historical floods uh, that we have seen in the past years with uh, a state like Unity State, still 85% of its territory underwater, uh, is, is one important factor. Um, secondly, the subnational violence that we're seeing in different parts of South Sudan, for example, currently in Upper Nile State, is another important factor. But um, a critical factor is also, and that actually is, is that that's explains um, the situation of, of the largest group amongst the 6.8 million that we're trying to, re- to leave, is that the reality of South Sudan. Our RAD says humanitarian workers are facing a big gap due to a lack of basic services, such as basic education and health care, which are supposed to be provided by the government. This humanitarian assistance uh, is, is literally life-saving and, and is absolutely necessary. Um, but um, this situation uh, cannot be resolved by humanitarian assistance alone. And uh, the only way forward is for the government to step up uh, its or accelerate its efforts in terms of providing basic services, uh, including ensuring decent pay for uh, civil servants. Otherwise, these services will never materialize if 
you have police officers that make $7 a month, for example. Uh, you cannot expect the police to provide uh, the, the services that they are supposed to provide, just to use an example. Awarad says economic development needs to be accelerated and it requires peace to do that. The future of South Sudan is not humanitarianism. The future of South Sudan is, is, is economic uh, development. Eight million people may be severely food insecure at the peak of the lean season between April and July and the UN says women and girls are are likely to continue to be at risk of being attacked while carrying out their daily routines as they take care of their families. UN OCHA says South Sudan continues to be the most violent country for aid workers. Since the beginning of 2022, nine humanitarian workers have been killed in the line of duty in South Sudan. Most of them are nationals. For VOA News, I am Deng Guiding in Bor. The outgoing representative of the UN Refugee Agency in South Sudan is calling on the government to do more to address the Upper Nile state violence, warning that the unrest could dilute gains made since the 2018 peace agreement was signed. For VOA News, Waki Simon Wudu reports from Juba. Addressing a news conference as he bid farewell to South Sudan on Tuesday, UN head share representative to South Sudan Arafat Jamal said over the past few weeks he saw for himself the violence raging in parts of Upper Nile State and says while there is good news of hope in South Sudan with the return of refugees, the government should do more to end the fighting. I would like to uh, give a very, a very concerned warning to the people of South Sudan, to the people and the government, to not allow this situation to continue. If it continues, and if it further hardens along ethnic lines, I think we will be witnessing an irreversible a cycle of violence, a cycle of violence that has already begun, but which if nobody comes in to intervene, will continue and will um, threaten all the gains that have been made in this country. Jamal says there is still no peace where the heart of the violence has been occurring in Upper Nile. He says state and central government officials have not been fully involved in addressing the problem. Jamal also used his farewell address to praise South Sudan for its treatment of refugees from neighboring countries. He says while the country is still new and struggling with a host of problems, it continues to welcome refugees and has even given land to some refugees. Because not every country, and including much richer uh, and more prosperous countries, uh, do not treat refugees like South Sudan treats them. I have seen with my own eyes, and some of you have also seen this, uh, that the people in the government of South Sudan has given refugees land. They have allowed them to farm. They allow refugees to work. So, uh, colleagues, I want to um, underscore this as the head of UNHCR, that as a refugee country, hosting country, South Sudan uh, is a good news story. Jamal says the World Bank has also recognized this, which is why the bank provided a grant of 90 million U.S. dollars to host the refugees in the country. South Sudan hosts 340,000 refugees, with over 90% coming from Sudan's southern Kordofan and Blue Nile states. 
Jamal noted that some 600,000 South Sudanese refugees have returned home from neighboring countries of Uganda, DRC, Sudan, Ethiopia, and Central African Republic since 2018 following the signing of the revitalized peace agreement. He says the return of some refugees gives people hope. But the outgoing UNHCR official says the government needs to do more for returning refugees in the areas of health, education, security, and building infrastructure. When a person flees a country, they lose their home, they lose the security, they lose their culture, and, but they seek security. But when a, when a person comes back home, they are reavailing themselves of all of these things. They are sending a signal that while I was once in danger, today I am not. And I have taken my decision on my own to come back home, to reavail myself of security, to rebuild my bridges with my ancestral homeland, and to reintegrate myself into my communities. Jamal says 3.2 million South Sudanese refugees are being hosted in the neighboring countries of Uganda, Sudan, Ethiopia, and DRC. He says the government should do more to help refugees return home. For VN News, I'm Simon Wudu in Juba. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, residents in South Sudan's Lake State urge authorities to beef up security ahead of the holidays. Find out more after this break. What do you think? People speak out on important questions. Today was our youth thankful for? I'm thankful for life, the fact that I am able to live a full life and be able to do the kind of things that I want to do. I'm very thankful for my life, my children, and my job. My job helps me to get money. I'm very, very thankful for that. I thank Allah for my life and for my parents. I'm grateful because I've attained at least education. Uh, the education is going to help me get a job and get other opportunities in life. I'm thankful for my family, my friends, my husband, my children, and all the lovely friends of mine who have been helpful to me. What do you think? A daily discussion of important questions from VOA. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Lake State residents are asking for a stepped-up security ahead of and during the holiday season, especially in areas where conflicts have erupted in the past. State officials say they have already deployed security forces in areas where crowds will celebrate during this festive season. William Sunday Mabor has the details for VOA from the Lake State capital, Rumbek. Rumbek resident Abraham Kirinyot says even though things are relatively peaceful in Lagos State, the government should beef up security. I expect citizens to be free from Christmas and the government should plan ahead of time to extend uh, maximum security to the outside forces, most especially Payams outside Rombek, 
where always problems generated and expected to happen. With the citizen, this Christmas should be colorful, beautiful, and most enjoyable uh, year because Lake State, as part of South Sudan, enjoy fruits of feast in uh, the whole of uh, 2022. Rumbeg resident Abraham Mangongdeng also wants to see improved security, especially in places of worship. What we need is security to be tightened and the situation should be improved through guiding of uh, facilities, places to be guarded by security men and even the main road leading into the town and people who are going away for Christmas time should go peacefully without difficulties and without fear. Sebastian Marial, a clinical officer in Rumbe, also urged the government to deploy forces outside churches and along highways to protect civilians from criminals. There are sometimes there are some people who are being misled by the by the devil. Even though they are Christians, sometimes they are misled by the devils. It caused corruption in the during the celebrations. Lake State Information Minister William Kojikirjo says the governor already ordered an additional patrols on the street of Rumbek and elsewhere to ensure everyone is safe during the festive season. Based on the directive given by the governor yesterday upon his arrival from Juba to Rumbek Airport, he declared to the citizens of Lake State that they should start enjoying their Christmas immediately. Also, he directed the security organs uh, to make sure if there are some hot spot areas, they should occupy those areas immediately. But otherwise, security in Lake State has been in place. The situation has been stable. Hot spot areas in the past has been already been deployed. Uh, the team for patrolling, they are in order. Of course, there is nothing much to be done, but they have to be reinforced, protecting the civilian during their Christmas festival. Kerjok says police forces will work with the army to provide security in and around Rumbek town. He also urges citizens to be on alert and immediately report any suspicious elements within society to the police. For VOA News, I am William Sande Mabur, reporting in Rumbek, Lake State. As the year 2022 comes to an end, some residents in the Jongoli state capital Bor have mixed feelings about how the year has been. Some say they have seen some developments such as the construction of the Juba Bor Highway, which they say has improved the conditions for doing business by easing movement between Bor and the capital Juba. But others say the year is ending badly due to the number of deaths resulting from communal conflicts. Actually, what I can say that I can remember in 2022, you know, the affection of... Uh the flooding of this site of POC is really affecting the people there because, you know, there is no construction goods of road that are constructed by coming from POC to the town here and that one is really affecting our people because we've been using a small boat and if you don't have a like transport from the POC to outside and that one it affects us because, you know, using those small rivers that fasting there, uh, there is a lot of things where there are like some crocodiles and some of uh, snakes, uh, they are biting people there, which is not good. Actually, that one I can't say it. I remember that and it's really affecting the year of 2022, the end of it. Only 
positive thing that I can see that can help those people unless if they can strike a place for them to move on that flat place and to come in a, a desert place so that they can be at least have the peaceful life there. Uh, what I have remember in 2022 uh, is a year of peace and development. Uh, and I want to thank the government of South Sudan, uh, the president of the Republic, Joral Salbakir Mayadit, for giving us uh, the services to be to the people as the SPLM vision, as take the town to the people. So we are very grateful as the people of Jongule, particularly the people of Bor. Uh, we have seen the Tamagrod is now in the process and is now reached to Malek. So which is, the Malek is one of the area of Andabo County. So we are just very grateful and we thank the government of the Republic of South Sudan and the Minister of Road and, and Transport. Thank you very much. Uh, what I, the positive thing that I can remember about 2020, only that I get a job with NGO, uh, I hope that one is the positive thing that I got from 2020, uh, 2020 2022. So, and also the bad thing about 22, about 2022, uh, I lost one of my best friends, and when it comes to remembering of 2022, I always think about uh, the loss of my best friend. The 2022 is both negative in some part to me and it's also positive in some part uh, to me. My name is Mabel Abila Yuan. Uh, the, one of the vivid memories that I can remember about the year 2022 is when I got a new job, a job that was better than the one I had at first. So it, it made me excited and I'm happy for that. The year 2022 has been good for me and some part of it it's not good. The, the thing I can remember about this year is that uh, I finished my, 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 my university course this year, 2022. And of course, the same year I got married in 2022 also. Again, I, uh, this year, the same I've witnessed the, the development being done by South Sudan, the president. The road has passed through my village, Marang Lake. So I'm very happy. And, uh, yeah, those are the, some of the positive things that I've remembered. And, of course, the, the, the bad thing that I can remember is that this same year, December, is the year that a lot of fighting has occurred in the Kato camp. Uh, people are killed. Kato uh, keepers have killed people. Kato uh, keepers are killed. A lot of killing is happening. And, of course, the same year that I, uh, I heard from the government, that uh, they, they even quote Upper Nile, that there is a fight in Upper Nile, but again, there's nothing that we can do as a government. So it's, it's really bad here to some to, to us, uh, the people from Upper Nile. So it's a good here there. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, the only thing that I do remember about 2022 is uh, the construction of the new road from uh, Juba coming to Paul. And uh, with that, we believe that has reduced the distance from Juba 
to for uh, not only the distance but the hours uh, that we usually take when you are traveling from Bor Jongle State uh, to Juba. They have been limited now from um, 12 hours to uh, four, or sometimes when you can use two hours and a half if you are using a small noise. So that's one thing that I do remember in uh, about uh, 2022. Another thing with the new construction of the roads, it has uh, created a lot of um, the accidents on the highway. And with that, we do urge the government of uh, Jongle and uh, the national government of, uh, of South Sudan also said that they look into that and deploy some of the traffic officers on the highway to control such cases because some of the drivers do drive on a high speed, which is, which is not expected. And uh, these are the kind of things that cause accident on the way. So with the new, I mean, with the new roads, that's came in also with a lot of accident, which is causing uh, a lot of lives from our people living in jungle and also uh, in the other ends of uh, Juba traveling on this highway. Thank you. Some of the best memories I have for 2022 include the back and forth conversation that I have been having with my uh, editor over my book that I have just uh, written called What More Can I Sacrifice? And um, I do send him and then he is sent back to me and tell me, look at this, hit it here, hit it here. And then I send back to him until uh, recently. Uh, uh, yeah. So I think that is one of the best memories. It was so inspiring. It was so beautiful. It was so amazing. Looking through it, doing it again, redoing it again, and uh, until it was okay. Thank you. Those are the voices of some residents in South Sudan's Jongole State. South Sudan in Focus is now on WhatsApp. Send us a message on plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. Tell us what's happening in your area or give us your feedback on the stories you hear on South Sudan in focus. We look forward to hearing from you on WhatsApp. That number again, plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. And that's all we prepared for you this Wednesday. Don't forget to check out voaafrica.com for all your favorite programs and news updates. If you miss this broadcast, go to www.voaafrica.com forward slash South Sudan. We now leave you with the song Bira Bira by Arafati.
Fati and the song Bira Bira. I'm your host, Nabil Biajo in Washington. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Remember to join us again tomorrow for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. Again,